0: They're everywhere. We hear them rattle up and down the streets of our towns and cities, 480,000 of them. They have become almost invisible to us as they shuttle 26 million impressionable minds to our public schools every day. America's future is being shifted and remolded through our public school system. Tomorrow's voters and leaders are being guided and instructed in today's classrooms, but whose doctrine is being taught. The bus represents a story that has everything to do with where our nation came from and where it is going. This is the story of our children. This is the story of the big yellow bus. This is the story of indoctrination. Six years ago, we came together to pass the No Child Left Behind Act, and today, no one can deny its results. Stupid in America. That's a nasty title. 14 countries rank higher on reading ability than the U.S. And the urgent task of fixing America's failing schools. A third of our kids are dropping out. The American education system badly needs improvement. Just last week, schools got $10 billion in emergency government funding. But now the shocking video of a school beating caught on tape. There have been six suicides in our school district. Tampa police are investigating a report of a rape at Jefferson High School. Clearly, one of the defining issues of our day, education, has become a hot topic. People from every political persuasion are engaging in public debate, blaming the growing crises and everything from teachers' union to uninvolved parents or insufficient funding. On this week's topic of the Truth Podcast, we asked the question, what happened to the public school system? this is a truth podcast where we question everything and no topic is off limits i got it all covered discover the truths about topics you were never taught in school learn the uncomfortable and inconvenient truths about current events geopolitics culture economics and healthcare. you're now listening to the truth podcast question everything and now your host richard And welcome back to another episode of The Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Richard. It is Monday, February 24, 2020. This week's topic, indoctrination. What happened to the public school system? If this is your first time listening to The Truth Podcast, welcome. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave a review. With that being said, let's get right on to this week's topic. Now, many people have long suspected that governments sometimes attempt to indoctrinate their people to increase the government's own power and influence. Unfortunately, ambitious governments will not stop by merely controlling what their people can do. They must also control their minds. Indoctrination happens through many channels. When I mean, you have entertainment, speeches, and of course, censorship. But its main instrument is the school system. Teachers have a captive audience of malleable young minds for several years. They may not have figured out how to make students smart and productive, but they can at least make them submissive and obedient. Now, judging by results and from most people's experiences, indoctrination is not only a problem with rogue regimes, but also a distinctly American problem. However, here it is a little bit difficult to determine the extent of indoctrination, how it works, or even if it does work. Now, most Americans might receive a mediocre education, but this education may be so mediocre that the intended brainwashing might not be even effective. How oh, True, there might be some that will feel the burn and, of course, join the Socialist Party, and others will become feminists and beat up women who protest abortion, and a precious few might become conservatives. But most, though, seem content to remain disengaged from politics, religion, and most ideas in general, and allow the mainstream media to think for them, far from resembling a unified collective. Society has become more polarized and tribal. Some might see this as evidence of a failure of indoctrination and the insuppressible human desire for freedom and justice. But they are mistaken. Indoctrination does work. And it is one of the main reasons why America today is so divided. So what is indoctrination? I mean, few people seem to have a clear definition of indoctrination and thus calling anything they dislike indoctrination. For example, Leftist professors are indoctrinating their students, or these fundamental Christians are indoctrinating their kids, or Facebook is indoctrinating its users. You know, you get my point. Well, while indoctrination involves pushing a certain opinion, it is also much more. I mean, it's it's the comprehensive effort of passively disseminating a particular viewpoint. The passive aspect is key. People who are indoctrinated with a certain narrative or ideology do not arrive at the intended conclusions through their own thinking, but hear the same thing repeated in a million different ways until they finally take it as unquestionable truth. Kinda like Russia collusion. But because indoctrination happens in the absence of thinking, many teachers who engage in indoctrination do it so unconsciously. They themselves take what they're given and then pass it along without even thinking. Ideologues often intervene at this level by writing the scripts for teachers, which is how LGBT advocacy and anti-Semitic fabrications become included in their lessons. You know, there's a saying that a person who really thinks will eventually reason himself out of the things that that he's heard in school. In some ways, this could be good. He could reason his way out of utopian thinking that contradicts reality. It could also be bad. He could reason his way out of superstitious beliefs, but not have the wherewithal to take the next step of adopting reasonable beliefs. For this reason, it is often fruitless for Republican politicians to insist on incorporating more conservative viewpoints, or for conservative intellectuals to decry bias in U.S. history classes, or for classical schools to replace Maya Angelou with Tacitus. If students are still receiving the material passively, a switch of content would not help. And in the case of introducing classic literature, it will usually backfire. English teachers have soared multiple generations of Americans on Shakespeare because they thought it was propaganda, not as dense text requiring complex thought. So what about indoctrination in common core? Well, ever changing curriculum will not prevent indoctrination. Curriculum should help guide the teacher to create lessons and use materials that will train students to think and function independently. Instead, most public schools' curricula either ad- instead most public school curricula either adopting the Common Core standards or imitating them do the opposite. Common Core has facilitated progressive indoctrination by smothering independent thought and stifling intellectual development. It effectively trains students not to think by emphasizing skills over content, process over product, and relative standards over absolute ones. The humanities suffer the most from the focus on teaching supposedly practical skills rather than quality content. Instead of reading great poetry and literature, English teachers ask their students to read more journalistic nonfiction and develop research skills. Instead of reading for meaning and writing clearly, students read for bias and learn to write fluff. History teachers now teach their students history skills which involve everything except remembering actual history and synthesizing information. Consequently, both literally and historical content is drained of relevance or meaning. While students learn to process data, they don't think about anything in particular. Math and science are hurt more by Common Core's obsession with the process over the product. Reaching the right answer means little in Common Core math it is more important that students learn various arbitrary methods through which they can arrive at an answer. Students receive more credit for following a needlessly complicated breakdown, complete with color coding and an array of abstract terms for relatively simple computation. Word problems also loom large, causing teachers to spend less time on their subject and more time teaching students how to highlight the right terms. Needless to say, some students can make their way through Common Core curriculum without knowing much math or science at all. Common Core proponents will say that this teaches students metacognition, or thinking about thinking, teaches students to learn how to learn. In reality, kids stop thinking, since it's all pointless anyway. These two problems come together to bring about a pervasive relativism in education. Content is interchangeable, and mastery is either illusory or impossible. Knowledge becomes subjective, One text is as good as another, one period of history is as important as another, one theory or formula is as useful as another. It is hard to learn how to think when there is nothing real to think about. In such a system, thinking is only articulation of opinion. It has no bearing on truth. This means that people don't really need to think critically and understand why they believe what they do. They just need to have the right viewpoint and force others to conform like they've been forced to conform. They engage in arguments where the loudest voice wins because no one's points are better than another. They pressure instead of persuade. This, in turn, leads to tribalism. Groups of people united in feeling and opinion, but not in reason and truth. The lack of thought makes all of these groups vulnerable to mass media and prevents any organized resistance to an encroaching state or a lawless ideologue in power. Indoctrination is complete when perception, or for example, whatever is on the screen, or whatever an expert says, or whatever is popular, really does become reality for most people because they're too stupid or apathetic to respond rationally. The only real solution to indoctrination then is good teachers. Good teachers, which includes parents, mentors, and of course, other knowledgeable adults, train students in methods of thought while supplying the stuff of thought. They teach a person to evaluate an argument properly, find actual solutions to problems, and determine what is true and what is false. More importantly, they do not succumb to promoting one ideology over another because they trust their student to reason through to the right person. This was St. Augustine's argument in On Christian Doctrine, back when indoctrination meant teaching, not brainwashing, in which he recommended the inclusion of pagan learning in Christian education, trusting in the rational faith of the Christian scholar to handle it properly. Only clear thought would be the death of foggy indoctrination. If people want to pass on their ideas onto the next generation, they should focus on building up logic, not just giving them the right text to read and TV shows to watch. The goal should be to understand the reasons, not follow the signals to the right tribe. At some point, indoctrination will always collapse on itself and leave mediocrity in its wake. Teaching, by contrast, is what will sustain our culture and bring out its virtues. It fosters the presence of active thought, not uniform thought. And it is what will ultimately mend and civilize our sorely divided country. And with that, we'll wrap it up with this week's topic. If you learned something new and enjoyed the content, please, please be sure to give me a like, a follow, a review on any of our platforms. I'd really appreciate it. Until then, I'll see you next week right here on the Truth Podcast, where we question everything. Take care. God bless.